0: Hang on. It it takes a turnaround moment. Okay, there it goes. Okay. All right, Tishan. Give us your story.
1: Here's the story. So I was just feeling sad. I don't know why. And I decided I was going to s- sit down with some determination that I don't have to feel this way. And I think that I continued to feel that way for the better part of an hour while sitting down mm-hmm. until maybe the last five minutes where, I don't know, some, maybe something clicked or, you know, I just remembered something and I just realized kind of that what I was doing was not really uh, practicing in the way that this is an active practice is what i realized and Um. i decided to take some sort of action and on that in-breath i decided that you know on the in-breath i decided that i could feel how i wanted to feel that i could feel joy and so like with that in-breath i just really you know i i confront i say i would say that i start to i went back to confronting the breath is what I, what I did. Instead, I did confront the breath. And when I did that, it was like, wow, I did that. Like that was, that was pretty nice. That was pretty good. Like good job doing that. And as I continued to confront the breath, like on the in breath and the out breath, you know, and, and feeling the relief of having done that, um, it just, it just kind of built up and it started to feel like really good. And then, um, like when I went to go to bed, I just kept doing it, and I would, like, on that in-breath, I would, like, know that this is a long in-breath, and once I knew that this is a long in-breath, it was, like, kind of, like, a very, like, successful, like, wow, this is, I did that, and, like, almost, like, feeling, like, elated, like, like, uh, flying almost in a way I would say is, like, kind of gives me, like, the vertigo of, or, like, that
0: falling feeling Okay,
1: or perhaps that.
0: they call it weightless.
1: yes, i would I would say weightless, a weightless kind of feeling.
0: That's an interesting way to describe it, in fact, because that's Lokatara, is when we feel on top of the world literally. This is what the word lokatara means. Yeah, that's why, and it's called supra mundane. That's the translation. But a much better way of saying it is you feel like you're on top of the world, literally. (laughs) And that the breathing is really easy and nice, but there's also the other quality that you haven't mentioned yet. And that is the relief. From the sadness. Did you notice that the sadness was now missing? That this experience was empty of the sadness.
1: That actually became the main object on the out-breath would be that, wow, that's not here anymore. It feels so good.
0: Aha, uh-huh. okay. Right. So you can actually get to the experience of letting it go almost as if you were breathing it out. Okay. That yes. that's exactly. why... In this Sanapanasati, the words are backwards from Pranayana, because here the emphasis is not on the in-breath, the emphasis is more on the out-breath, in the sense of release, and letting go, and letting it all out. And, surprisingly enough, what I just talked about in a metaphorical, um, or almost imaginary, and therefore magical sense, There's a reality based under that and in fact that's exactly what's kind of happening with the blood oxygen content. That the blood is changing. Things are really happening inside the body with this kind of breathing that uh, doesn't happen when people uh, sit in a meditation posture and are not working with the breath because it's actually the the breath itself is tied to the body and when your breathing changes, so does your body chemistry. Yeah. The very easiest way for anyone to understand that uh, is to understand that carbon dioxide mixed with water becomes an acid called carbonic acid. Have you ever heard of carbonic acid? It's also called acid rain. Have you ever heard of acid rain? Yes. Had a, had a big problem with it in Canada for a while. What was that? There was a lot too much carbon dioxide <clears throat> in the in the rainwater so that when it hits the ground it's acidic and it starts eating stuff rather than just being what water does now it's an acid okay so a little bit more body chemistry and you'll understand that um, oxygen uh, comes in and mixes with whatever we ate and whatever's already in the bloodstream in the sense and that's what causes carbon dioxide is when fuel inside the body is burned it gives off carbon dioxide and that's why that's what we breathe out but while it's in the blood guess what? It's acidic and this is exactly how the brain works in the back is almost like a little valve or a little thing that when the uh, the acidic level of the blood gets to a certain uh, level then the body itself will take a deep breath such as a yawn or if you're in strenuous exercise that's what forces you to breathe really hard and that really most uncomfortable breath i mean it's so uncomfortable that we even have it in our language to catch the breath which means let me catch my breath means let me stop breathing so hard because i can't even talk because i'm out of breath (laughs) Let me catch my breath. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, so what does that mean? That means that the monoxide or carbon dioxide level in the blood is very, very high. Why? Because we've been working really hard. We've been swimming, or we've been pressing weights or we've been arguing or puffing, and puffing in anger and all of that kind of stuff, okay? You can see. That the breathing is directly related to the conditioning of the body and so taking these long deep breaths actually is the way of really purifying and getting out all of the kind of stuff that we would call uh without having to name them the chemical reactions of sadness the chemistry in the body of sadness whatever sadness is in the body by taking deep breaths we begin to remove the residue of that out of the blood allowing for the rest of it to break up and and get into the blood and then we breathe that out too and wow what a relief it is to be able to move that sadness out within 5 10 15 minutes i mean how long would you have sat being sad before it passed away naturally which when I say passed away naturally, means that you did something like get up. In fact, one of the cures of sadness is taking a walk. Okay. Why? Because it changes the breathing. And then that old chemistry system, and also the other part of it is, is that generally we get ourselves into a state of sadness because of the kinds of thoughts that we're having And not necessarily that we're thinking of a sad time and therefore we are sad, but rather that to say that unwholesome thoughts will then lead to unwholesome feelings. Just like the wholesome thoughts that you started to having in your practice of wow, this feels nice. And oh, I can let that stuff go. And you keep talking to yourself about that. And that's what actually begins to happen Ministry level precisely that literally you can talk yourself into feeling good i think you've heard me say that before but while you were sad you were also talking yourself into feeling sad without probably recognizing those kinds of thoughts were happening however i will also say that there is sometimes sadness comes up without that t- actual trigger. In fact, the trigger can be so stark that it can be nothing but one mind moment or one flash that starts that sadness cycle going and then it just builds. and that might it might build. And the interesting part is that you said is you didn't know why, and I picked up on that. That was the first thing you started off with is I was sad, but I didn't know why. Guess what? If you want to know why, that's one thing. If you saw what happened and you saw why you got sad, that's different. One's confusion and the other one is knowledge. One's confused and the other one's knowledge, so if you don't know why, and then you want to know why, sorry you've already missed it, that cup's already broken on the floor, you missed it, you didn't catch it in time, okay, but sometimes the water bottle will fall off the table and you catch it before it hits the ground, and don't break. okay. So how quick are you going to be about how this sadness comes? So now we can look at it differently. Instead of saying, I don't know why, oh poor me, what happened, we can say, hot dog, I'm gonna watch next time. All right, next time I'm gonna figure that out. I'm gonna be on guard for that. I'm gonna start watching that one.
1: I'll tell you what, the next day, the next morning, when I woke up, um, I immediately kind of woke up and I think I was feeling, I was like, oh shoot, it's like, I'm so tired. Like, and I was like, just gonna, I was ready to start spiraling into whatever typical uh, nonsense I was spiral into. But then I just saw that happening. And I was like, wait a minute, I could just feel good. Like I was doing it last night. And then I just was <laughs> like, and then I just started taking the deep breath. And once I, once I came to know that breath, like I, like this is a long in breath. It was like, wow, I feel like so much better right now. Like I feel amazing.
0: And I can't- It
1: is.
0: (laughs) Excellent. I'm really glad that you're telling me this because it is reaffirmation. Because when I tell students, they say, fine, Damorado said it. But now you're actually saying, yes, this actually does work, that we can actually feel tired. Sometimes we wake up in the morning and feel tired and then we want to escape. And because we want to escape, we escape away actually from the breath, not recognizing it. Hey, all I need to do is take a deep breath to give myself the very oxygen that I am craving for. And when I crave for that oxygen, I'm actually just having that feeling of being tired. Hence, that's why tiredness and not breathing well has the natural response of a yawn. What is a yawn, by the way? There's a really interesting, strange kind of in breath followed by a really big exhale. Oh, but it's always got that in breath in it. There's a really deep in breath, and it comes quite quickly. Go, ah, all right. And it happens naturally. Why? Is because your blood oxygen has gotten to the point that the brain is saying, wait a minute, <laughs> we got to take a breath here. And so in that regard, um, yawning is actually good for people. It's not good for people if they're in a meeting and yawn, because that means the boss knows you're not paying attention. Why? Because you've gotten tired. Why are you getting tired? Because you're not breathing well. So all of this stuff kind of fits together. I think we lost Keyshawn. Ah, we lost him.
2: (laughs) Oh. Who knows what happened? Uh...
0: But. Uh... No. Oh. Oh, he's back. Yeah. Sean, are you there? Yes, I hear a mic come on now.
1: I picked up on my phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, your, your video is not on yet, but uh, I can hear your mic just come on.
1: Hmm, I wonder why I cut out there. Um should we continue
0: yes we can continue right along what was the last thing that you heard
1: yawning being tired
0: yes we were talking about the yawning and being tired so we can also see then immediately that taking a deep breath when we're tired is going to reoxygenate the body and we begin to feel better and if we continue to feel uh We continue to begin to feel better and that that betterness has actually got um, chemistry and physiology and biology and all of that stuff mixed in with it where it actually goes together. But the Buddha had figured this out without any of our biology or chemistry knowledge back in his day, but he did know about breathing. And so that's why uh, he incorporated into the practice to the point of giving it that name. Which was Anapanasati, mindfulness of breathing. But the way that uh, the Anapanasati Sutta is written, um, like at each step, for instance, um, hardening uh, the mind, it will say Mindfully breathing in and mindfully breathing out, one gladdens the mind. Now, that whole idea of gladdening the mind is basically coming from many other places in the suttas, but it's explicitly spelled out in the Anapanasati sutta as gladdening the mind. But basically what it means is to remove unwholesome thoughts, and that's one's right effort one's right effort is to remove the unwholesome thoughts whatever the whole unwholesome thoughts were that were bringing on sadness now you have changed those thoughts into gladness the kind of thoughts that bring on gladness but many times we don't even know where the sadness came from oh hello i can see you i'm back
1: on the computer here all
0: right Um, so that gladness then, um, is partially physiologically because we actually feel better because we're breathing better and we're in is also that because the mind is thinking wholesome thoughts, the whole blood chemistry begins to change that new chemicals come into the brain and all of that kind of stuff It's actually quite amazing uh that the buddha's teaching works so well and he didn't know anything about neurophysiology he just knew it from an absolutely practical way and so one of the ways that he taught in fact this this is so beautiful that i should start telling this story more often and that is that uh because we keep talking about um using one's right effort in order to bring in and bring on wholesome thoughts. So the story that the Buddha tells in Sutta number 19 is the story of a uh, cow herder that is in the first taking his uh, cows down the trail that's in a, a populated area. So that he has to use a stick to hit the cows to keep them from stepping on kids or busting down a a stall or whatever like that. And he's got to pay really close attention to them to get them to not do any damage. They've got to walk down that path without causing harm. Okay. Uh Why? Because in fact it's actually dangerous because if that cow steps on that kid, the cow herd is going to have hell to pay. But once he gets the, the herd of cows out into the pasture, say, where uh, the rice fields have already been uh, gleaned and the cows are there to eat the stubble. Now, he doesn't have to pay so close attention. He has, doesn't have to beat them, go to that stub and go to that one. All he needs to do is to watch, watch care over them to make sure that there they are. There they are. Okay, now the guarding is different. So in the mind, the first part of the guarding is, is that we've got to guard the thoughts, or our cows, we have to guard those thoughts to keep them from going off into an unwholesome place. Because why? Because there's hell to pay. What hell? Sadness.
1: I feel okay. like something uh, similar to that. I mean the, the story I was telling, it didn't really end there. And and you know, we could maybe tie this back into the Loka Tara thing that you talked about just because throughout the day, as I continued to to practice and like just you know, just throughout the day as like breathing, watching the breath and gladdening the mind on the breath, it just started to grow and grow in terms of, like, little nabana moments I'm taking when I sit down, just, like, become, like, really kind of big nabana moments. And I really feel like that, uh, that Lokitaro, or, like, being, like, an emperor, like, I really, like, feel like I'm, like, the boss here, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going feel that anymore. <laughs> but, like, mm-hmm. I-, I was pointing out um, to Yosu that, like, I was at the gym, and I just saw myself... Starting to think about, um, oh, I, I'm not going to able to do my, my full workout. And so I was, like, going to feel sad about that. And then I just noticed that. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't have to think about that at all. I can just feel good. <laughs> There's no point in feeling bad. It doesn't even make any sense.
0: Exactly. And congratulations for that. Yes, that's actually seeing a thought come up and recognize, hey, I don't have to do that. Or, hey, don't let that uh cow run into that um uh post or whatever let's hit it with a stick let's this guide us now when we talk about the cow herd hitting it with a stick the buddha wants to make sure that the emphasis is not upon any violence within the mind but rather just guidance out of the unwholesome into the into the wholesome but that that that's one's right effort. We have to take that much effort to whack that cow to keep it from stepping in. Some mess right so in the uh, uh, out of the analogy and into the um, uh, actual work. One's right view or is to know the difference between what is wholesome and what is not wholesome and we have to take an effort then change our view from an unwholesome view into a wholesome view and then the second part of that process is to change the mind uh, in the sense of to change the thought from an unwholesome thought to a wholesome thought why because we've already gotten the idea that our one's right noble view is we're going to have wholesome thoughts we now begin to see how dangerous unwholesome thoughts are So now we're going to have the view that I shall have the practice of being wholesome in thinking. So that's one's right view. And then in the moment by moment with the sati comes so that we can say, yep, I can see that one. Whack, you get out of here. And that it can come up in that kind of language that the Buddha talked about. uh, Talked about it. Aha, I see you, Mara. That's the whack of that stick. But it's joyful, it's playful, it's a nurturing, don't go there, you know? It's not a desperate place, but it's a very relaxed, I don't, I, because I whacked the cow, he didn't step on that child. Isn't that a relief? I didn't go there. So this is the way that we begin to train the mind more and more, but this training Um, that we get started off in when we're doing a formal practice. Then becomes um, our method of thinking all the time to recognize that in fact there was something that happened that triggered sadness. But an important part is that we don't really know in, uh, in arrears what the sadness came from. But you do know that you have felt sad before that wasn't the first time because if it was the first time you'd felt sadness you would have said what the hell is this
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know something funny about that too i i saw that i had that same kind of thinking was like um shoot like i this is like the typical thought like this is what This has been the the whole, like, let's try something new. Like, let's feel good for a change, you know? It's just, like, why continue to uh, do the same status quo?
0: Exactly so. So, this is the point, then, is is that uh, for a while, we have to ride herd on that herd of thoughts. Or we have to be on guard for them. So that we begin to get into the habit of having only wholesome thoughts. That way um, we develop being in the state of having wholesome thoughts. So that we now have a much easier job to do. And that is just to keep a watch over to make sure that they're wholesome. Which is a whole lot different than being firmly right on guard or right ready to jump on it. Because any new thought that comes by is more likely to be unwholesome than it is to be wholesome. So we really got to guard. But as we begin to get very good at guarding and also in the habit over time of having wholesome thoughts over and over and over again by practicing them, then they become what you could actually call easier. It's easier to have wholesome thoughts than it is to have unwholesome thoughts. And so most of them just begin to be wholesome which means we begin to feel good a lot. We're breathing well often. And so then when um, a thought that will occur, uh, a thought of having to write an email, a thought of somebody dying, a thought of a dog dying, a thought of anything like that, and just that one little thought can trigger that valve, and sometimes it triggers it to the point of just turning the valve just enough to leak we make just a little bit of adrenaline and we wind up having a very very low grade anxiety and sometimes we can have a thought and that valve turns on full-on sadness oh, and we just lose it <laughs> and we and now we, we're um we become focused on look how bad i feel without recognizing look what happened in the mind it was so easy to trigger that but it only took like one thought moment and that's what took us you know it's like pulling the trigger of a gun and bang i mean once you pull that trigger it's almost like once you hit that send button on that email it's gone you cannot get it back again it happened right and that's the same thing in the in the mind is some things just bang they just happen like that just one little thing will set that uh Sadness or that anger off. For musicians, one sour note will get them pissed right off. Just one note. Just, they hear that note and they don't like the rest of the piece. A whole, whole concerto can be ruined in the first uh, um, uh, movement by just missing one note. Yeah. For some people, they hear that, and now the whole piece is ruined for them. They just, you know, that's, that's what happens with us, that uh, uh, not just with music, but with many, many things. An example of that is that you're on the way to work or you're on the way to an appointment. Maybe you're on the way to a job interview and on the way there, immediately you re- remember or recognize that you didn't bring yourself on or you didn't bring this, that, or the other thing that you need for that appointment. And immediately we go into panic mode. One thought, one mind moment. And now and i got to get back to the house and get that thing and get back in the car and get back to that place as soon as I would have gotten there ordinarily, except now I've got to make an extra round trip in there. And I'm a madman out on the road. That ever happened to you? <laughs> I think so. Well,
1: you so know what? That happened to you- me. That I feel like that happens on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> in the sense that in the sense that when you, um, let's, say, let's say, you have an assignment or something due, and, you know, now, now there is a, a problem that has come up. So now your path towards completion has a roadblock to it.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Right. And right. Now, in order to reach the completion in the same time period you had initially set up, you don't have to stump, like, climb this hill and get to that same point in the same
0: amount of time with a
1: big roadblock in the way.
0: Exactly, which brings on anxiety. Why? Because the human anatomy is built that in case of emergency, 10,000, 100,000, a million years ago, when there was an emergency, the major possible options were fight or flight. Yeah. Fight or flight. And that means running or doing activity. That's why uh, the adrenaline that comes into the body is getting us ready for war. And guess what? Generally, uh, let us say whatever it is, it doesn't require any major fight or flight mechanisms to happen. But we have given ourselves the chemical bath to get us ready for fight or flight. And now we're gonna sit in our chair and solve that problem on the computer or whatever like that. Just absolutely pumped up with adrenaline. And without adrenaline in the blood, guess what? We can't think very well. and So we're likely to start making a whole bunch of mistakes. Mm. An example of that, in fact, would be the musician himself who makes that first mistake in that first uh, piece He keeps thinking about it and thinking about it and worrying about it and worried, can I do the next one? And he begins to have adrenaline in his body that he doesn't need to play the music.
1: You know, something interesting about that, though, is that I can think about um, a time recently where I had like a some sort of deadline to hit and it was like coming up in the next like 30 minutes. Like this has got to get like, this is, has to get done in, like, 30 minutes. And, and I,
0: you told yourself.
1: Yeah, so I told myself. Right. <laughs> I wonder if because, like, when I was doing that, though, like, I was so in the zone. Like, so in the zone, like, doing that, like, and getting it done. It was like, I don't know if I could have done that without, like, an adrenaline rush. If I would have done it, like, slowly and relaxed, it probably wouldn't have gotten done. In
0: that. Okay. Well, now you can see that that um is the body chemistry. And if um getting the job done was the intention, then you got what you needed to do that and you got the job done. Congratulations. Yeah. Okay. However, having that adrenaline when It's not appropriate for most tasks, actually will cloud the mind. Uh, An example of that would be uh, Sudoku, that to play uh, expert level Sudoku, you have to be relaxed and open and and focused. And if you get up tight, the mind will jump around too much to be able to see the intricate connections. And so Sudoku is one game that you can't play when you're uh, uptight. You really do have to relax the mind to to play it.
3: Yeah. Hmm.
0: And then everything just falls right into place. It's like you see that connection and and you can see things to fit together faster than you can click the mouse or uh, push the screen. (laughs) <laughs> when you're in that state, you can see things because the mind is so fast, right?
1: I wonder if that applies to, like, like uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about, like, uh, shooting video games, like, that kind of thing. Like, which one would be more effective, adrenaline or, like, relaxed?
0: Depends upon the game, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Like, like and a, guess what? Right. Many games are, in fact, mixed. Mm-hmm so that if you're very adrenaline oriented, you'll play the game in one way. And if you're very relaxed, you'll play the game another way. And I don't know if they've done enough experiments on that kind of stuff to figure out who wins, but I would rather be relaxed (laughs) while I'm playing the game. (laughs) Perhaps I would rather be relaxed playing the game than whether I win it or not. In that old saw of it doesn't matter who wins or loses is how you play the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. You don't mind if I, uh, you don't mind if I eat right <laughs> while I do this. I'm I need to eat dinner, so <laughs> I was gonna either jump off or continue watching you guys.
0: I'm I'm sorry, I don't follow what you just said.
1: I was saying I, I got to eat dinner, but I would like to continue watching.
0: Oh, okay. You gotta eat, or you want to eat?
1: I want to eat and then I gotta go to bed.
0: <laughs> you want to eat and then what do you say?
1: Bad. It's a bed.
0: OK, all right, OK. Um, why don't you just hang off on the eating and every time that you see the food and think about, I want it, I want it, then you can note that and let it pass. OK, <laughs> OK. Um, uh, so that's one way to do it. Uh, gosh, we got a new caller coming on. I don't think that, uh, that it works very well with, with four. Uh, so I'll, I'll wait for the, uh, for that later. Uh, so meanwhile, we were talking about, uh, peelings, how they can come up very quickly. And, and so that's why uh, those feelings that come up quickly, that's important to be on guard. And so uh, a, a, a kind of an inside note, but really an important feature of that is is that when we are on guard and making sure that all the thoughts are, that are wholesome, then when something happens that would have normally triggered ag- anger or sadness, will trigger wisdom instead. In the sense of sati, we wake up. So as soon as that trigger happens, instead of going off into that feeling sequence, we wake up at that point when it contacts us, when that thing hits us. Like the example of uh, the realization that I didn't bring the cell phone on and I needed to find my way into the building or something like that. And so when I realize that I have missed something, instead of panicking, I might as well just ordinarily turn the car around, take some deep breaths, and go get the cell phone and then go back to the appointment and everything is okay. But if I get to that appointment having been in a panic and still am in a panic, I might in fact blow the first five minutes of that interview if the interview happens right after I get out of the car and I'm still half in panic mode and still haven't gotten myself out of panic mode. Right. So the whole idea then is that when can we wake up to the panic mode that we're in or in the case that you were using sadness or in another case would be anger. Or just a, a low grade anxiety. And so when we begin to wake up to that, and say, oh, there it is. Oh, there you are. I don't know how long you've been there or what triggered you, but I see you ah i can see you and so when we wake up finally to it that's the sati and that's when we can because now the goat uh or excuse me the cow herder is looking at where the goats are uh, where the cows are and we, and so now we can whack it and say get out of there you do not belong eating that kind of um, uh, groceries <laughs> get your face out of that person's table <laughs> okay so That's the way, so when we wake up and recognize what's happening, that's when we come back to the practice, immediately. That we have to bring wholesome thoughts in. Wholesome thoughts, take a deep breath, be relaxed, get the mind in a wholesome state, and then keeping it there. And now we can be on guard to keep it there, which is a whole lot better than Occasionally waking up to find out that our thoughts are off into, <laughs> into making a mess. And look how bad we've already let ourselves feel. And so this is when we become uh, a little more diligent in, in the watching until we come to the conclusion that, yeah, but right now every thought is absolutely hunky-dory. Everything is just nice now. Been that way for long time now. So I've learned to sustain it finally okay so this brings us back to the first two skills that are needed is one is to get ourselves into that wholesome happy state and then number two is to be able to sustain it by not letting those unwholesome thoughts come back in and remain we kick them back out but there will come a time when there's nothing left but one wholesome thought after another after another after another and that's what we're right now. We're shooting for is: can you maintain or sustain that so that every thought that comes by is absolutely up to scratch?
1: No reason to have so it. So
0: having, uh, pardon. It's
1: like no reason to have it otherwise, is what it what it seems like.
0: All right. So now that I finished with that. Uh, do you have any other questions, or do you want to go get dinner?
1: I don't have any questions.
0: Huh? All right. Well, yep. you can do what you want to then, <laughs> and I'll uh, talk with Izu for a while.
1: Okay. All right. Good to see you guys. All
0: right. You don't have to turn it off if you don't want to. You can listen on.
1: I can listen on? Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll, I, is that okay with Izu? I'll I turn so I'm not
1: distracting you guys with my with my
0: food. How about ah. that? <laughs> so how's it going, Izu? Good to see you again, really. I'm glad to really see you. <laughs>
1: it's been like
2: two weeks
0: yeah. since I called you. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I've been experiencing some, some moments of anger, actually. <laughs> and... Many things that you said, to, like, in, when you were talking with Keishon. Is his name pronounced Keishon or Keishon?
0: Um, he didn't ever tell me I was wrong when I said Keishon.
2: Well, well, our, our 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 friend. And, well, actually, what was happening in my mind was that I could, like, maybe for a second or two seconds get out of the unwholesome state but then like the the mind was talking talking again like talking me again into a anger and I actually had to physically like impede myself of doing like anything uh, we when my mind was like angry because I was quite aware that it would break like break out like you know really bad thing so there was this cycle you know like it was a really strong cycle
0: (laughs) But well you're good that you're beginning to see that cycle
2: yeah
0: that you bring it wholesome and then it goes back to the unwholesome you bring it back to wholesome and it goes back to the unwholesome and that's that's the waking up process. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the the part of the waking up process also has to do with the the determination to have the right effort to start watching to be on guard. So that you begin to uh, look quicker, can find that anger quicker. it doesn't last for long periods of time before you actually recognize oh i don't have to feel angry you can you know within one or two minutes of anger or even one five or ten seconds of anger
2: i think it also has to has to do with um like actually how to say it um, having confidence in 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 the wholesome wholesomeness, maybe because well, for at least for me, it was like a sometimes a sense of like this is the right thing to do, this is, kind of like righteous anger <laughs> sometimes, um, and.
0: I understand that. That's very, very delicious. That all that um, absolves us of our anger, or kind of makes the anger okay. Uh huh. Right.
3: Yeah. Guess I'm...
0: what? Guess what? what? That's just delicious thinking that we can only see then the part of the anger that we like, because when we're angry, we feel really powerful. We like it that we can get our way finding that in fact, anger is kind of rea- a reaction to, or, uh, an overlying feeling and the underlying feeling is the feeling of fear or the feeling that I'm being attacked or the feeling of that. I've lost something. And so the anger, is now my regaining my power. Because Mm -hmm. when I've lost something and I'm sad and and I've uh, that I'm afraid, then that's a victim's position. So we wind up taking the victim's position and turning it upside down and we use it with all of this energy that we have with the adrenaline coming in. And so that gives us the delicious feeling of being powerful but and there's a great big but and that is is that when we feel powerful like that it's a trigger for other people and that the and they go then through the same cycle which your your power then makes them afraid and then their anger reaction mechanism will kick in and now you've got two people angry and in fact generally what happens is is that when someone is angry they want the other people around them to also be angry for instance if he is angry at the bank then he wants everybody in the room to be angry at the bank if he's angry at a uh, a, uh, a politician he wants everybody to be angry at that politician and if he's angry at one person he wants that person to be angry back at him and so anger loves anger it's, it's a sympathetic uh it, it attracts in that in that sense so uh, uh and it goes into a phrase of misery loves company well not only does misery love company but anger loves company and not only does misery and angry love company but guess what joy also loves company your choice Mm-hmm. So uh when when we get angry that means that we're inviting other people to be angry. Now we've got anger and that and but it's not mine anymore. Now other people are angry and now that kind of be dangerous. And the whole point that I'm getting around to is to get people get you to at least right now to understand that anger is dangerous. And when you see that it's dangerous, then that danger and knowledge of that danger will then become more powerful or more important than the feeling of righteous. I'm the big dude and I'm right and you ought to do it this way because I've got a set of rules that I got from some old book. And because I've got some rules from an old book that you're not following makes me better than you. And that's the whole idea behind anger, is that righteous, I've got the right, and you don't, and I'm better than you are. And that gives me um, permission to be violent, either in my language or in my uh, uh, actions. And not recognizing when we feel like that, that yes, it feels very powerful, but it's also very dangerous. And when we can see the danger in it, that's, and only then can we see the escape. You see, what you said was absolutely correct. Is, is that, well, sometimes when I'm angry, I really like it. Well, if you really like it, then you are not going to give it up just because some old fat man said to. No, you've got to actually see the danger in it for yourself. And once you see how dangerous those feelings are, then you'll want to avoid them. You want to set up barriers, saying I'm not going to go there, but I don't have to respond with anger. And once you make up that your mind that you're not going to go there, now you begin to be on guard to keep that cow from stepping on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have to see the danger first. You have to have to see that letting the feelings of anger out and expressing them is dangerous
2: I lost you for like two seconds and I didn't hear the last thing you said
0: okay what I said was is that so the first thing is is that we have to learn that anger is dangerous ill will is dangerous and when we recognize that it's dangerous to behave angry, then we begin to go deeper and recognize that it is actually unwholesome to feel angry. Then why should I even feel like this? This is actually not a pleasant feeling to be angry. That's one of the reasons why we get angry and get righteous is because we're actually trying to give other people or get rid of our anger. Because if I get what I want, if I tell you what to do, sit down and shut up, and you actually sit down and shut up now, I can feel better. I don't have to be angry. I got my way. That's delusional. Because Mm. just because we're angry does not mean that we're going to get our way. Sometimes when we say sit down and shut up, somebody's not going to sit down and they're not going to shut up, and things just get worse. Right? And so anger, when we recognize it, it doesn't always work. And not only does it not always work, but it always is something uncomfortable. It's always unpleasant. It is, it is. Even when we get our way, it's still unpleasant. That's why we wanted to get our way, was to get rid of this feeling of being uh, uh, enraged. And we don't like the body chemistry of what it does. And not only that, but you can tell when you are angry that it it at least makes you breathe. But it's still making you breathe, whether you're doing the breathing. So that, in Mm -hmm. fact, if you actually take control of the breath and start breathing consciously, that will actually help dissipate the anger. Once you want to. But you got to want to get rid of the anger first before you're actually going to take the right effort to do so. And the way to see that you want to get rid of it is by seeing the danger of it. So in that regard, now we're talking about right view comes first. Uh
3: Wrong view
0: is is that I can get advantage out of being angry. Right view is is that, oh no, it's better to be peaceful and calm. And at peaceful and calm, I may be able to get what I want anyway. But being angry has got his own problems, whether I get my way or not. When we begin to see things in, in a more clear way, now with that right effort of changing our attitude or our view about it, now we can begin to change the anger itself when it arises. When we see that anger come up, we can say, hey, wait a minute. I don't have to feel that way. I can feel any way I want to. Let me sit here and breathe. Okay. And I would say also for it in this regard is is that uh, the goal would be uh, is to catch the anger before it becomes verbal. Which sometimes is really hard because many times as soon as something happens, the next thing that happens will be an ah! (laughs) And so... Can you catch the anger before that even happens? Can you slow it down to the point that you don't even have to say anything? You can just deal with the anger before you even say anything at all.
2: I can, yeah, but sometimes I can't. You know, it's been like maybe four or five months since I actually said something harsh, but it's almost daily I say something moved by a really, like, you know, um subtle or or small really small kind of like anger level of anger So yeah. it's still there you know in a lesser level but it is still there yeah
0: okay so be on guard
3: Uh uh-huh.
0: i Be think- on guard for that and so as soon as it comes and you can kind of make a uh like a not to-do list And anger is at the top of the not-to-do list, to be on guard, to not do anger. As soon as you see anger, you can say, oh, I I got that one. But as you're saying, hey, if it's been quite a while since you've been angry, then uh, your not-to-do list doesn't need that particular item on it. But it does in the sense that if you do get angry, then you want to be able to catch it. But I would congratulate you if you've been six months without being angry. That's a remarkable achievement.
2: I've actually been thinking,
0: well, I'm gonna ask you,
2: what about uh, counteracting it with loving kindness?
0: Well, isn't loving kindness a wholesome thought? Yeah. Yeah, I rest my case. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, to have wholesome thoughts and loving kindness, or in fact, just kindness, kindness to yourself, kindness to others. This is why I use the word nurturing. Uh-huh. That's kindness, to be gentle, to be kind to yourself, mm-hmm. okay. to be easygoing. That in fact, that's the part of the story about the cows is, is that in the first part, that's one's right effort is to get the cows to start to have a uh, wholesome behavior or the thoughts are, are wholesome, but it's a whole lot less work to be on guard for them to being unwholesome because um, after you've practiced well. Now all we have to do is just make sure that all the cows are there. All the, all the thoughts are wholesome. And that's a whole lot easier. And so we really are going in the direction of being free from the tensions and worries of all of those bad feelings and all of those bad thoughts. Now to being down to only wholesome thoughts. And so we don't have to even work so hard. And so now we're down to a level of just easygoing, making sure that the thoughts are just wholesome. And that's the direction that we go in, and eventually we'll see that even those thoughts, now that we know that there's a, they're always wholesome, we can begin to even put some gaps in in between mm-hmm. so that we don't even have to have one after another wholesome thought. we can just have an occasional wholesome thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that and now that's that's a deeper practice but first we have to get the mind just into wholesome thoughts and not allow unwholesome thoughts to arise and so we begin to get on guard make sure those thoughts are wholesome Don't, don't don't let thoughts of emails or thoughts of work to do to come in and disturb your mind no Just stay right here, right now, everything is good, everything is fine. Mm -hmm. Share that metta, have that joy. Just take it easy and let all those thoughts be wholesome. Yeah, right. Okay, so practice that way and you'll begin with that to feel really good, just like Kishon is saying, that wow, it feels so nice. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. so I'll let you go now. It's been about an hour. Do you have any more questions? No, no. Everything's good. Well, this is really good to see you again. I'm really glad to see you. Me too, yeah. As you can tell, it's all about right here, right now. We don't have to worry about something happening happened way in the future or way long ago. I don't know. I don't care. I want to know how good is it right now. Mm-hmm. We'll Good See you. See you.